Hello and welcome to Your Thoughts Podcast. This is Tyler Beck. I've I'm got... Jesse Martinez. I will. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We've got Troy Thomas. Uh, we're doing a, a Zoom call today. How are you doing, Troy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm never going to let you introduce this show ever again, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> hey, Troy, what's going on, man? Take it away. Right, let's do another clap. Yeah, here okay. we go. <laughs> sorry. We didn't get those audio levels. Yeah, no doubt. Just straight meta. <laughs> we're here with Troy, and we're going to talk about um, whatever he does. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of things now. Yeah, Tyler knows uh, about it. I don't. I walked into a room, and he was standing on a bookshelf, and that's all I know. That's all, all I know right. so far. Well, there you go. <laughs> so you have a band called Primitive State. Uh, you have a podcast called Deplorable Facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also do uh, voice acting, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no that's, way. Yeah, it's, that's like primarily how I'm making money right now. <laughs> How'd you get really? into that? I want to talk about that. Yeah. So, um, like that's your job? Uh, for in the meantime, uh, I'm looking for employment right now because it can't like do. I can't do everything with it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's how I'm making money every once in a while, uh, making like a few hundred dollars here and there, uh, sometimes like a grand. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I voiced a character named Radley, uh, Radley on this uh, cartoon called I Have the Power that's kind of like uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, in the, or not Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, C-Lab 2021, where it's like they take like old footage of like a shitty 80s cartoon and then like they repurpose it for like a new new scenes and stuff like that. Uh, that was really fun. He was like a main character in it. Um, he uh, he's like the stoner uh, like hippie dude who's like a surfer, and uh, that was a lot Can of. Can you fun. do the voice? Yeah, he's like, hey man, like here we go. I'm just gonna go <laughs> straight through the moon. All right. <laughs> Look, man, like you gotta worship squirrels because squirrels are your god. <laughs> <laughs> Is that directly from? Are you just making shit up? I'm kind of making that up, but he does. Okay. His like saying is like he has like sayings having to do with squirrels. Like he's just like that's so squirrel. Oh, like things like that. It's very strange. Is that going right on Adult Swim or? It's actually going to be a YouTube show. Oh, shut up! That's so cool. Yeah, but we're working with like um, uh, people who are like in like the Teen Wolf show, uh, Riverdale. Oh, really? Yeah, um, some people from like Hunter X Hunter are in it. Shut! No way! Yeah, <laughs> you met people who voiced Hunter X Hunter, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what they tell me. I haven't like talked to anyone in oh, the cast. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, I assume that. So is that all? Is it all set up online? Like you're you're sending in the files and uh, just communicating with people. Yeah, so um, with this project, it was interesting because I've never done anything where I had to do, like, overdubs. So it was like they would they would send a scene, and they're like, if you can, like, say the dialogue kind of matching what the mouth is doing, because all, all of the animation is, like, some of it is they uh, redo some of the animation within, like, the confines of the scenes they give us, but a lot of it is, like, here's the animation that we cut up into, like, these new scenes, so make sure that like you're matching your words with like what the mouths are doing, and that is rough. That that's actually it's a lot like anime. That sounds really rough. That sounds awful. It's hard. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it'll be um, like an anime. They'll do this thing where it's just like when you hear the beep, do your line, and that's why like, a lot of dubbing in anime, uh, at least like say like the '90s to like 2010, really where it was like awful. Yeah. Because, like, the, the performances couldn't really, like, thrive in anything because they had to, like, stick to, like, this regimen of, like, okay, I have to say these words and I have to emote within, like, this time frame, and it's hard. Wow, that sounds uh, like a job. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's totally like it's not, but it's like the it's like the most fun job ever. Like I got that sounds cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I got paid like seven hundred bucks, like voicing a stoner surfer. Like it was a blast. So now let me let me ask you this because now I'm curious. Um, how how did they pick you for that? Do you have like voices online that they just were like, oh, this guy? So sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's I'll send. It's a lot of like as a voice actor, like a lot of you getting jobs is like you're kind of doing all the footwork. Like you're yeah. like you had to send out, uh, you know, some, a lot of the time it'll be auditions. Like I had to audition for specific characters, and that's how I got Radley. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sometimes though, it is like they'll just be like, "Hey, send us your demo reel," and then I'll send in my demo reel. And it's like, dude, the the statistics of like you getting jobs in voice acting is so insane. Like I I, I feel so blessed because like. I, I'm making, I'm getting like maybe 4% of the jobs I uh, auditioned for. And like the average is 2%. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No way. Okay. Yeah. And it's crazy. So it's like uh, out of like every hundred, you'll get like basically like two. That's a, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Fiverr, you can just do Fiverr now. That's, that's kind of cool. Oh, I do have, I do yeah. have a Fiverr thing up. Uh, I haven't like, I should probably advertise it. Um, Hey, Troy does Fiverr. If <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do Fiverr. In case anyone, like the Radley thing I did earlier. Podcasting is a good way to advertise it too because you can just throw out an episode and you're just doing wacky voices. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about, uh, so far the podcasts I have aren't very wacky, unfortunately. But like, uh, I was thinking about doing um, like a voice acting podcast where I, like, I'll like see if I can talk to voice actors and stuff like that and throw that onto YouTube. Uh, I just started my third YouTube channel, which is called Diet Challenger. And what I'm doing is basically I'm doing like uh, insane diets within three days and then documenting it. And right now I'm in the middle of a potato diet. And it's absurd. Where you just don't eat any potatoes? <laughs> you eat only potatoes. <laughs> oh, that's... Only pota- you can't have anything on them. It's like just... just... For, how, for how long? Just I'm just doing it for three days just to document how it goes. The, the calorie in that's not very long it's not very long uh, but like the thing about the specifically this potato diet that's crazy is that like people will who are like real <sighs> thin will like drop eight pounds within five days that sounds unhealthy it it's not the best <laughs> mm, yeah, sounds like not the best yeah that doesn't sound yeah good. no I wouldn't say, I wouldn't suggest anyone doing it um, I'm just doing it because I could probably get views and like I've already um like i just talked about it on like a friend's facebook earlier like yesterday and like people are like i want to subscribe to this i'm like this seems like it'll be easy you're gonna start doing that thing where you get potatoes and you shape it like the food that you want to eat <laughs> like uh yeah burger. just a little, little <laughs> slices <laughs> dip it in ranch which is potatoes it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you been doing like a, like just various different meals out of potatoes this is like day one Oh, you just started today. I just okay. started today, and so like uh, we could give you ideas. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but like baked uh, potato, French fries. Bam, bam. There's no, two. You can't, it's literally just potatoes. You just what? they are potatoes. Them. Both of those are just potatoes. Well, they are like, just potatoes. You can't add stuff, I guess. But you, you can still cook it. them the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just dice them. I was thinking about that. I basically I just had two uh, like spuds today. And, oh, cool. uh, the spots. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it was, uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have potatoes very often. And I was like, this is kind of nice, but I could just, I know that like tomorrow. That's going to suck like, later. Yeah, I hate like, potatoes. Suck. It's going to be like real fast. There are people who like do like keto very regimentally, like very strictly who are like, fuck this potato diet thing, like after a day and a half. So I'm really curious where I'm going to be at. 
tired. <laughs> yeah, we're probably real tired. You're gonna need some protein. What are you doing? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Your naps are gonna be fucking wild, though. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm up to three naps a day. Ah, oh, yes, because of this potato diet. <laughs> yeah, I replaced uh, meals with yeah, naps. I didn't wake up from one of them. <laughs> potato coma. <laughs> So voice acting is cool. I've never met a voice voice actor. I've heard a lot of like I've heard of voice actors. I'm not weird, but it sounds like auditioning is similar to uh, just regular acting. Like you submit your reel or uh, uh, previous work and try to get work like that. Very much so. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, what's been fun. What's fun about auditioning is that uh, in voice acting, most of the time, I want to say eighty percent of the time, they're like, "Here's a character." Uh, here's lines do the lines have it raw audio don't do anything to the audio and then send it to us so it's it's always fun because it's not like i'm just like throwing out my demos it's like i'm actually like oh here's a new fresh character i'll figure out like whatever take i need to do with it and then i'll send it off with radley i was up against like 300 different people and um it was funny because they were like yeah just like make it like the most like surfer dude like oh man like like that's what like everyone was doing was just like hey man like surf's up <laughs> and like so but when i read him and then like i saw the the what the character looked like i was like this is just um what's his name uh from c lab 2021 stormy i was like this is just stormy so I was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, I, I could do something kind of similar to Stormy. And then like that just happened to have uh, broken through. You know what? Uh, from now on, I want you to talk like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. And then, but then also when you do your uh, political YouTube channel, just that too. That's just you now to me. <laughs> so when you were covering the Kurds in Turkey, uh, what were you seeing? Was there like a lot of conflicts? Were you almost bombed? <laughs> Wait, like, talking about... Talk about what the are you doing? <laughs> the stock That's market. get on Fiverr, and I'm just gonna for my own personal entertainment. I'm gonna make you talk about things in that just voice. Narrate, <laughs> <laughs> narrate my sex life right now. <laughs> and then he took off his underpants. <laughs> Perfect. That's really good. So, what other uh, characters have you done? Uh, um, a lot of them have been like, uh, oh, I did uh, this closeted gay guy in a podcast uh, called Tagged. Uh, his name was Tyler. That was, it was mostly just, <laughs> boom. Uh, it's, it, it tracks. It was, too. um, it was mostly just my voice. Um, and then I was, uh, this like homicidal, uh, killer guy in this thing called, uh, distraught memoirs of a sad boy or some bullshit. Ooh. It wasn't very good. Um, uh, what else have I done? Well, you did that. I did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been a bunch, but uh, it, it's just, it's every here and there. Oh, so, like I did um, like a, a read for uh, like a legal Zoom local ad. Oh, that's kind of actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so far it's it's slow, but it's also like you have to do like a hundred auditions to get like one or two or three or whatever. Right. Have you thought about making your own? Uh, kind of series and just doing voice acting like that as well i have and like i was just recently i did a sketch uh for a rapper friend of mine um like he had a falling out with this rapper and uh so i was pretending to be him and i was walmart gambino and that's kind of what because this guy he's like basically he's like uh 
focus like his, his entire career is basically like how can i be like childish gambino and so he's but he's like kind of bland like his music's in my opinion sort of bland and uh so we came up with walmart gambino so we have a few sketches that are running along like that it's it's just it's it's kind of it reminds me of like when dr dre would make fun of easy in like uh videos where he's just like hey here's jerry he's my boss and like all this uh stupid bullshit and um so it's it's similar to that where it's almost like a 90s beef oh cool uh <clears throat> is any of this out can anybody view this kind of stuff this kind of content um, I believe uh, the podcast I was in tagged is coming out, I think, at the end of this month. Um, okay. they, they haven't talked to me much about it in like the last month, but I think it's towards the end of this month. And um, I don't know what's happening with the Distraught Boy thing. I almost don't want anyone to watch, uh, listen to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna. So. Yeah. Uh, and I have the power, uh, I think, is going to be on YouTube, um, likely sometime in the spring of next year. 2021 for those who are already in next year right right yeah yeah <laughs> this won't come out until probably january february <laughs> okay oh yeah so like real soon or it's already out i don't know okay so <laughs> i listened to your band a little bit uh by a little bit i mean about four and a half seconds i just needed to get kind of a kind of a uh a, of it. a little vibe and, uh, and I to contrast a... that i've listened to your album like at least three or four times this week he likes it oh right on yeah um, you sound a lot like Iggy Pop. Oh, cool. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Do you like that? Because I like that, too. I like Iggy Pop as well. Uh, specifically, I was listening to a song I can't remember the name of, uh, and it just sounded like y- your voice is nice. Are you singing? Is that you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm, a, I'm about it. Did you write the lyrics? Mm-hmm. Did, did we mention the band name? It's called Primitive State. Yeah, Primitive State. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I write the lyrics, uh, the, basically the music. Um who did the graphics? That Florida gun graphic is really cool. Uh, my artist buddy, uh, Caleb Conheady, uh, he's also a tattoo artist, in case anyone is interested. Uh, look him up. Um, yeah, I'm interested in tattoo artists. They're usually very attractive. <laughs> he, he's awesome. Uh, he does, like, realistic artwork sometimes that, like, blows my mind. Like, he, he there was, like, this, uh, home, he, like, drew, like, this homeless guy who was smoking out of a, a crack pipe. And he made like him and the smoke, like the contrast of it, it looks so realistic. And like, that's, that's what made me like want to like work with him. Uh, originally I wanted to work with him uh, cause I wrote a screenplay called Ray as a state. And uh, I wanted him to do uh, storyboards for it. And uh, he started doing that after I saw that. And then that's kind of how we became friends. And uh, then I was just like, Hey, could you draw this really simple design? And then he did. And it was cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. I, I like it a lot. I think it's very artistic. I like it yeah very original yeah it was one of those things where i was like uh i don't know florida always seems like kind of a wild card and so i made it the gun of america yeah that's it is and that that makes sense i got a a nose piercing recently does anybody notice can we talk about it oh go for it yeah i didn't I didn't realize yeah. you had that done no. already, but I didn't realize that you just got it done again. Yeah, I got it done a second time. Um, the first time I did it, I pierced it with a uh, thumbtack <laughs> in a bathroom. And uh, I just recently uh, went and got it redone because I'm That's going, such through, a high going through a 24-year-old midlife crisis at the moment. And I just I felt like I needed some a little bit of change. Yeah, Looks At like, least, it, you, at least it didn't it. get infected. Hey, Troy, have you ever thought of piercing so anything? Yeah, um, I had a lip piercing for literally a day, and Ooh, I was like, oh, yeah. "Yeah," and I was like, "This is 
dumb. But it's like just for me. Like I was just like, this looks stupid. So I just took it out. I used to have my lip pierced for a couple years, but it it just gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that was one thing I noticed. I was just like, like, it doesn't look good enough for me to deal with this shit, so I just took it out. That's probably a good call. All piercings are stupid and against God's word. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Body is a temple. There you go, Mormons. We got you. <laughs> so voice acting, uh, primitive state. You've been releasing some uh, co uh, covers. You did like a, a White Stripes one. Yeah, um, I've been doing uh, vocal covers um, purely just to generate traffic to the, uh, the page. Um, in fact... I only did like some songs that like I truly like at first because I was just like I kind of just want to do these. I'm gonna be doing songs I don't like <laughs> just because they're popular and they'll generate traffic because people search for them. Um, like I'm gonna be doing the song. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Mood. By who? Uh, Twenty Four Carat Chain, I believe. Nope. It's awful. But okay. I'm going to do it <laughs> okay. because it's like the biggest song in the world. So Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It it's been All like... Right. We just, just, we just lost subscribers because you... Yeah, thanks, uh, man. That song. Asswipe. <laughs> it better be good. We need to... Sell out. Sorry, guys. But, uh, That's right. You're an honest sellout. That's yes. very rare. Yes. You know what I mean? Especially to a hipster like myself. I don't want to admit it <laughs> at all. So, question. <clears throat> uh, your, your whole pretty much life dignity anybody who respects you for anything uh it's all about your voice it seems to be it you sing you do voice acting you do your you talk about politics it's kind of your dignity. thing <laughs> dignity right what would you do if you lost it what would be the next move there um i guess just producing music like maybe producing beats and just like driving home like advertisements for those he plays guitar too oh, cool. oh yeah yeah uh, oh yeah uh when it comes to the primitive state music basically it, it starts out with just me and my acoustic and i write out everything having to do with rhythm guitar and vocals and lyrics and then my producer uh josh medina the we wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have an album without him like uh we literally he's just been a fan of my music he was just like before we started recording i think in like 2018 um he was just a fan of my music for a couple of years and like, he thought it was stupid. I wasn't like putting any money towards making an album. And so he's like, why don't you just come down to uh, my warehouse studio? Uh, that I, I work, I work for this guy who owns this warehouse. I record bands there. I was like, okay. And he's like, we can jam. I was like, sure. So I went over there and we started playing music and he was just like, why don't we just make an album? I was like, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I don't have money for that. I was just, I just make music cause it's fun. And he's just like, eh, just we'll make an album. <laughs> You know, and I was like, okay, yeah. let's do It's going to be fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's just like, yeah, well, the money thing, pay me whenever you have $5,000. I was like, okay. Um, so <laughs> that debt's still there. I don't think I've ever just had $5,000. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, that's that's making albums. Uh, but um, so we made uh, this album. And basically what I would – it was the coolest process making the first album because – basically i would go in there and we would be like josh would be like okay i want to do this song and because we really did design this as like here's a partnership and i'm gonna <laughs> kind of have him direct like what songs we really want and then like if i don't want a song on the album that he does then we won't do it but mm -hmm. for the most part uh, he was kind of directing it so he was just like okay uh let's do say uh, streetwalker and i was like okay 
And so I went over there and uh, I got like my guitarist friend, Andy Gonzalez, who does a lot of the lead work on it. Um, and Dylan uh, Welker, who does a lot of the lead work on it. And um, we went over there and uh, we just had the bare bones on the acoustic and my voice. And then every single time we would go into record, it was like we were just building a song from scratch for like six or eight hours. And then at the end of the day, we would have like the finished product. And it was so cool because it was like you would go in and you have no expectations of what this song was going to sound like at the end of the day. And then there it is. And I think that's why the album is, as uh, I guess, eclectic as it is. Like, it's not really shaped to like one uh, sound or, you know, anything like that. It's kind of cut up where it's like sometimes it's Western, sometimes it's pop, sometimes it's punk, sometimes it's psychedelic instrumental. Sometimes it's just like it's a few different things and it's all kind of crafted together and right I, it's not like a drastic change either like the the cohesiveness of the album itself it still seems like the same genre but like within those different elements you you definitely see difference in the tracks right. yeah yeah it's just like yeah yeah it's a good four seconds but um <laughs> One song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's and that's one thing that I've always really enjoyed people saying about it because I really had this in mind when I was putting the track list together was like, people are like, this almost feels like a movie where it's just like the way it, it, there's a beginning, middle and end. And it's very, it's very cohesive in that sense. And I was, I've been happy to hear that because that's exactly what I went for when I was putting the tracks together. Like when it comes to the order. All right. Subtle brag. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is his thoughts. Quick fact with Jesse Martinez. Did you know that the uh, the two main characters of Mythbusters didn't like each other for 13 years? I did. I also just found that out yesterday, and I wanted yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, they work together really well, but yeah. it's just uh, they wouldn't have dinner together. I think that was actually a direct Oh, yeah, that's, yeah? yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> but, oh, did you point at me? Yeah, yeah no. we don't like each other. But hey, you guys work together well, and that's how, you know, I don't know if you guys ever listened to the radio show Opie and Anthony, but that's how the Opie and Anthony uh, relationship was. That's how the Ramones were, too. The, some of the best relationships just don't work on a personal level, but work amazingly on a professional level. Yeah. He gives good head, though, so <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Got a lot of practice. <laughs> it evens out. <laughs> Very much evens out. <laughs> about that acoustic thing you were talking about, um, me and Tyler have been in a couple of bands for pretty much the majority of being... Past 10 years. I, I would say puberty and on. <laughs> that would make sense. Uh and we wrote a lot of our songs on acoustic guitars in our backyard that turned into some of our best work from Elena Avenue. Um, Through the Wreckage was one in specific. You remember that? Yeah. That was really fun. That was a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Hi, Troy. Yeah, all of the uh, uh, Elena Avenue songs for contrasts. <laughs> but um, it, it, it's cool. That you, acoustic. And it's cool that you guys bring that up because I, I, think, I think there is something to... It, just creating a song on acoustic as like a demo and then bringing it to a studio and then like figuring out how to like make it better or different sonically. I think yeah. there's something to that because with acoustic is almost like, here's your baseline. Yeah. It's the yeah. bare bones. Yeah. And how are we going to put in like the seasonings to like really make this pop? And I th electricity. Yeah. Yes. And uh, no, I think that's, I think in some ways it's kind of important. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, we've done a lot of work acoustically transferring it over but you're talking as if like correct me if i'm wrong because i usually am uh 
you're talking as if like you went and like wrote this on acoustic and then one day you went in and were like okay let's record this but had no idea during the recording how you were going to make it is that is that what you're saying 100 percent. holy crap so that's that scary. was the whole album oh my god yeah no it's the best way to do it no that's that's amazing I just, yeah yeah no what, I, what we do usually is we'll we'll write the song and then we'll we'll get it down tenfold before we even start even practicing it as full band you know what i mean and that's, oh yeah no no honestly um it, it it was such a blast to do it like that and like uh andy and dylan they wouldn't even have heard these songs before they came over and then they would like hear me like playing it and they're like oh i kind of have an idea for that and then they'll yeah. just do it i honestly love writing like that it's the coolest it's the coolest so striped sweater came about wait what no, we, we have a song called Striped Sweater that we're working on for a new band uh, that we wrote, oh my god, five years ago, something yeah. like that. It was an Elena Avenue song transferred into our new band, Louis on Tour. Our bassist, our bassist, we were just sitting in a room, and our bassist just starts jamming a riff, and I come up with something. Within 15 minutes, we had jammed an entire song out of nowhere. Uh, it wasn't even a written riff by the bassist. He was just jamming on it like we were just a little bored, um, and then it turned into something that we actually ended up recording. Uh, it was really cool. That's the thing. It's like you just you. It's almost like there's a a, a magic where it, you should just always have microphones on at all times because yeah. you never know. Like if you're going to be in the middle of a jam session or something like that, you have no idea. There might be something that you're doing that you don't even recognize as being good yeah. until you listen back to it. You're like, oh shit, we were really onto something here, and uh, now you have it because you recorded it. But if you didn't, you wouldn't have even thought about it. Yeah. Well, what we, what I personally, I think we can all agree uh, as on this side of things, when we do a jam session and something sounds really good and then we finish it, whatever, wherever we decide to do that. And then we go back into doing it again. Never sounds as good the second time right. ever. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's if it's improvised. Yeah. Cause now you're thinking about it. Yeah. There's no, there's no, you know, f there's no real flow to it anymore. You've now made it structurally and it just, yeah, it, it's it. like transferring it to feeling into a more logical kind of like thinking about it and it fucks it up and that's called science yeah <laughs> yeah man that's uh, called science <laughs> music science um yeah no i i agree and um the the thing about uh covid kind of we were in the middle of uh doing our second album called david bowtie and uh yeah and um we were uh, we had recorded like a couple songs, a few songs uh, from January to March, then COVID hit, and then we just kind of took a break, and um, ever and well, not completely. Basically, uh, my producer Josh, like I'll write songs and send it his way, and he'll just do everything himself in the studio, um, and but it's surprisingly been pretty good. Um, but it's just uh, what's been kind of nice though about. Um, it's weird to say this what's been kind of nice about the pandemic is uh that it's kind of given me time away from the album because before i was almost like i was just kind of like all right this song is good let's see if we can do something with it this song is good let's see if we can do something with it but now i'm more looking at things like oh how do i really want the vibe of this second album to be and um what's cool is we're now we're kind of like we're having a mix of like some some of the songs have like a tonal uh similarity to the first album 
but some of them are, are going to have like new wave elements from the 80s and like uh i'm gonna try to i don't know eventually try to get like a saxophonist so we can get like oh. a more like fame uh david bowie kind of vibe on a, a song or two um but yeah it, i'm really just trying to get like a, a quote-unquote cool vibe on sure, this sure. one i think you should do a ska album that no one likes honestly i have <laughs> thought about doing ska songs you would like it. I would like it. I'd I, be I the only Scott. one. I, I'm a big fan too. Straight A Manifesto. Yeah. It's with all of them. Oh yeah. Mm. Can we, we we need a sponsor for this? Uh, authority episode. Zero. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sponsor us, please. Dude, sponsor. Get authority zero. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be badass. They live here. We could we could try. I've to been do that. To, I've been yeah. to, I've I've seen them live on accident once. I was at a pub in Chandler that they play often, and I didn't know that. I was with a friend who who personally knows the lead singer. Um, and we is that the night pub. that we went to the? Were uh, you there? Was that it? It was like a St. Patrick's Day event or something. Yeah, <clears throat> it was with this chick that you were dating and like a bunch of uh, random people that we had never met before. <laughs> Not a virgin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then and then they were just there. I, we didn't meet them because uh, I don't know why. I don't really remember. But I think he's like performing. he's just busy. It turns out your friend doesn't know him. <laughs> It takes the mic. Hey, I just wanted to meet you really quick. Sorry to interrupt your set. Uh, very yes, nice. The, the vocalist was doing like an acoustic performance that night. It was pretty cool. So anyway, Authority Zero. They're from here. I have a shirt. Figure dude. Make Figured it happen. Out. Make it yeah, happen on this podcast. I'll watch here. Do you have a decanter of coffee over there right now? Here is Mesa, Arizona, by the way. They're they're uh, from Mesa. What's that? Authority Zero. They're from Mesa. They're oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're one of those bands that uh, happen to have made it from here. Psycho Sticks here from here, too. Mm. Oh yeah, Psycho Stick. All right, the rest of this podcast is just us naming bands that are from Arizona. Uh, job for a cowboy. Are they from here? <laughs> I think Playboy so. Man Baby. No way. Mm-hmm. I think Baby Metal's from Andrew here. Jackson Jihad. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a yeah. teacher yeah, here, dude. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a history what is teacher. He, history? Yeah, that makes sense. And he's a Jihad. A Jihad. <laughs> history, whatever. And an Andrew Jackson. All right, so let's talk about things that you don't normally talk about. Like, what do you do when you're not doing professional shit? Sit around and play video games. That's not an interesting subject. All right, come on, man. Let's talk about it. I went 20 and 5 on COD last night. I don't play video games, so while you guys talk about that, I'm (laughs) going to check the camera. Are you doing that? Yeah. Oh, shit, now it's just podcast Jesse Martinez. Yeah, it's just my podcast now. Jesse's thoughts. Yeah, you don't want to hear those. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to hear those. Um, do you watch any Adam Savage on YouTube? Uh, is that the guy who from MythBusters, dude? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so, I don't. So he's got a YouTube channel, and I recommend everybody check it out because everybody sees him. He's a scientist, and he's the MythBuster, but he's actually a uh, kind of like an at-home engineer. You watch him build stuff. He's got this huge, and he's also a prop maker. So he makes props for movies and, and TV shows and stuff like that. But he's got this channel I recommend everybody watch where he just he just shows you the process of building anything, all the things, he's from small things to, like, big props and stuff like that. It's really cool. I recommend it. Sponsor us, Adam Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hello. Podcast. Hey, also, one more thing I would like to mention. Um, there's a... You know what? I'm not going to mention it because I don't remember his name right now. Okay. Tyler's back. He brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys so, are talking about deplorable facts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's get into that. 
So Deplorable Facts is, uh, it was originally, uh, me and my uh, friend Roman were just doing like news uh, stories, um, but then we just decided that we'd probably get more traction if we started like interviewing more interesting people. So Did you guys release any of that stuff before you dropped the, the most recent episode? No, we episode? just deleted it because it oh. was just like hard against the left. <laughs> and we, but and we, what we really wanted to do was we wanted to have a show that was more evenly balanced. Uh, so we're just gonna, so we just kind of was like, you know what, we'll just, we'll leave trashing the left unless it's like, uh, well, we also trash the right, but it's like, it was heavy the left because like not a lot of people are really going after the left on shit. Um, which they could, Um, we we should change that. Fuck you left. I I kind of agree. Like, I mean, like obviously go against the right because they do a lot of crazy shit too, but it's Mm -hmm. like the left gets a pass on a lot, uh, especially in the news. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we did have that. I deleted all of it. And I was just like, let's just have this be an interview show. And so right now we're just getting uh, pretty crazy interviews. We didn't have one last week because we were going to interview. Do you know what a Boogaloo boy is? I have heard of uh, the, the Boogaloo is like a libertarian. Um, it started as like a Facebook page that was like, like just talking about, about a, a, a revolution, right? So it was originally, yeah, I think it was originally a joke. Like, they were just like, yeah, we could, uh, yeah, like, like all these started, like, Proud Boys was also started as a joke. Um, But, um, so, basically, the Boogaloo Boys, originally, they were just like, yeah, we could be like these uh, pro-Second Amendment um, revolutionaries who wear Hawaiian shirts. And, like, we, but it's like a play on Electric Boogaloo, uh, that uh, Breaking (laughs) 2 movie from the 80s. Yeah. And they started showing up at some of these uh, protests that were, uh, happening in various cities with guns wearing their Hawaiian shirts. Dude, people will cling on to anything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they people need a tribe. They want to feel like they fit in with other Should people. We all start wearing flannels. Yeah, we'll both wear flannels at the same time. It'll be our tribe. The flannel boys. Yeah, <laughs> flannel girls. <laughs> flannel boys and girls. We don't. Yeah, there don't you go. Flannel yeah. people. <laughs> just flannel people. We have strong political opinions. <laughs> you're not wearing a flannel you're against us <laughs> so we were going to interview a boogaloo boy because we had a connection to it uh last week and then he got arrested and put in jail for vandalism mm-hmm. uh, that makes it even more interesting now you have to interview go, him. go go to the jail through the bars just be like talk us about how stupid you are right now I would, I would assume he's out by now i hope um and i hope that we get the interview for next friday um, but, uh, I think it's gonna be one of those things where like, he's probably not going to have his name out there. Um, he may not have video, uh, in the interview, which is all fine. It- it's going to be interesting though. I'm very curious about it. Anyway, right. the Boogaloo boys, um, not only are they like this libertarian pro second amendment group, they also are varied where it's like, you have one group of Boogaloo boys. Well, say like, say it's like a 50 to a hundred person, uh, community of Boogaloo boys. They're pro blm they're pro antifa they're like pro um uh, defunding the police and that will be this group of boogaloo boys then say like a couple cities over you can have a completely separate group of boogaloo boys who are white supremacists who are like hardcore militia groups and then you can have another boogaloo boy group who carries guns they're pro they're, all of them are pro second amendment but um, they'll carry guns and stuff like that and they just want to protect cities so you have right like, it's very strange that they're all under this one umbrella of Boogaloo Boys. There's like no consistency at all. That's so weird. Well, I mean, you could you could uh, have the same conversation about Antifa though. Like, it's a decentralized movement of 
individuals. So they're bringing their own beliefs, their own opinions on political concepts. Like some of them are completely in favor of defund the police. Some of them are so far into defund the police that they want to literally abolish the police. Some of them probably don't know enough about it to really say something like that, but they are in favor of defund the police. Some of them supported Joe Biden. Some of them supported Bernie Sanders. Like, those are different wings of the Democratic Party. 100%. And then you also have... Yeah, you're exactly right. Because then there's also Antifa members who are kind of just there to loot. And there's also Antifa members who (laughs) Opportunists. Opportunists are everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it seems like... It seems like, you know, BLM is pretty consistent in what they're preaching and what they're doing. Supremacists, too. Let's give it to them as well, because they know what they want. It's not good, but they're consistent, at least. Who is that? The supremacists. Very consistent. (laughs) They're consistent. We don't like what they're saying, but they they know what they want. They know know what they want. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Credit where credit's due. It's unfortunate that they're, like, muddying the Boogaloo Boy waters, but, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and, uh, you know, in in that interview, we were talking to Alex Laurie, um, who's a photojournalist uh, who covered like uh, the Kurds and Turkey conflict in Syria. He covered Iraqi protests last year, I think also this year. Um, and uh, he like ran into Kyle Rittenhouse uh, on the night Kyle Rittenhouse uh, killed two people. Uh, and if you look at footage, it may have it seem it's seemingly in self defense, but he shouldn't have really been there, in my opinion. That's the- that's a pretty popular opinion. He was too young to be carrying the weapon. He shouldn't have been there with it in the first place. No one asked him to be there. Well, the, from what I understand, there were businesses who were like calling for help, but it's like, were they, why were they calling him? I don't know. But hello, seventeen-year-old boy, would you please come with your assault rifle? We need you really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. My main issue with the entire thing is that the mother was like, "I'm gonna drive this seventeen-year-old kid, who's my son, over uh, state lines with a gun to this, is, this town." This seems like deja vu. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? Um. Uh, Ryan and I talked about it on episode 20. This is I've had this exact conversation with 17 people because everybody agrees. First off, it's the mother's fault. She is the one that needs to be telling him, no, you cannot go to the city with an assault rifle. I mean, legally, he is a minor. It yeah. is the parent's fault. <laughs> that's that's child endangerment at that point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like I used to be pretty like against Kyle completely on this. And then once I saw more footage on it, it was a little bit more muddied. And then I mean, like, if you were in that situation, you had a gun, other people had guns, and they were chasing you down, like, it's kind of a life or death situation. I could see rationalizing killing somebody. And I also see his point of view of being there to protect businesses, because there's always... Here's, like, what the main issue I have with, like... There's a lot of people who would be like, oh, okay, well, look, you guys are bitching about uh, Antifa, um, like, throwing Molotov cocktails through, like, these businesses' windows... They have insurance, and it's like, you don't know that. You don't know yeah. that this small business has insurance. You're just making an assumption. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, Alex mentioned that on uh, your your episode. Yeah, we talked a lot about this. Um, and, yeah. like, he uh, – so it's one of those things where it's like – have you ever heard of, like, you know, someone buying a new car, and they're just like, ah, forget the gap insurance. That is probably the same thing that you find in small businesses. Yep. <laughs> so yeah i don't i don't agree with the narrative that like oh well you know we shouldn't feel bad about like these small businesses because they have insurance and they'll pay for everything and it's like well first of all that's a messed up way of looking at things they shouldn't have their businesses uh torn down or broken into or anything like that and at the same time insurance takes forever like alex was saying on this podcast insurance takes forever to go through 
you can't yeah. you can't just assume that this the guy... next day is not going to be like here's your insurance money you know somebody's at your door it takes time to process everything yeah and like think about it. think about a family who let's say they were like curds and they came to america can we talk about cheese curds for a second <laughs> well, oh my well, god that we'll, we'll be on that jess that was that's <laughs> next but uh, so, but let's just talk about like let's say this is the family of Kurds who come over to America and they're like, oh, finally we're out of this like war infested area, and we we have this shop. Say we sell like mattresses or something, and they're just like we have this mattress shop, and like we're really this is the American dream. We set up this shop, and it's just like oh, one week later, now our the front window display is broken. Uh, it, like there was a fire inside of the store, and it's just like you go went from one war zone to another. Right. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was also mentioning photojournalism in the Middle East, which sounds like he was comparing the civil unrest to uh, protests and riots in the Middle East. And that was a fast, uh, fascinating dichon, uh, dichon, dichon, <laughs> Yes, thank, thank you. Um, just having lived both of those experiences, being physically there, because like we can have our opinions, but we weren't there. Quick update: um, If you guys are doing any holiday shopping right now, Vans is out of everything. <laughs> what? This is not a sponsorship for Vans. <laughs> no, no, not Vans. It could be. Let's talk about it. Uh, but uh, no, just got a text message. Don't go to Vans. Hit up a Zoomies or something like that. Thanks for the update, Vans. <laughs> this has been a Jesse Martinez Christmas Vans update. Vans was like, well, we were going to sponsor your thoughts, but... <laughs> Tell people not to come to our store. You don't have anything. <laughs> Golden opportunity. That's right. Squandered. Squeezing in there. Um, About those cheese curds. Yeah, I mean, they're delicious. So uh, if anybody... Yeah, the people... Oh, are you really? Though, right? So you ha you've had the best cheese curds there is to offer. I mean, I probably did. I was there until I was six, but I probably okay. did. Maybe, yeah. Who's not feeding their six-year-old kid cheese curds? <laughs> I was <laughs> raised on that for six Who years. needs to poop ever? Don't ever do it. It's disgusting. Not Wisconsin's. No, they don't. You guys are probably the most constipated state on the planet. That or we've become so evolved and adapted to it that like we <laughs> cheese. It did not digest. It's just cheese. Uh, there's even just, still it's some just bread shredded. In. Raining. Yeah, shredded. It's dry too. Nothing happened. It just shredded. You grow a portion of the stomach that actually starts reusing. <clears throat> Can we also talk shit. about? I'm gonna bring this up really quick. I know this isn't. You know, this is your thoughts, but here's my thoughts for a second. You um, already had your during, thoughts. I'm doing you told more. us about vans. Cheese. Cheese. That's everyone's thought though. Yum. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> during the COVID thing, a thing happened that I was not aware of until five days ago. This probably happened a few months ago. Um, aliens exist factually now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What the fuck? I know it's pretty. No awesome. one is talking about. Wait, this. Is there actual evidence? Yes, the the uh, Pentagon came out with some pretty solid stuff. Well, it was like video evidence of fighter jet footage, right? Saw that, but that's there's more. Well, that's besides that's that, a too. Ooh, that's yeah. that's a huge conversation. But um, touch on it a little. So okay, so there, David Fraver, who I think is his name, he uh, he was a um, like a I think a commander or something like that in the Navy, but the, it was like some portion of the Navy where they would like fly airplanes and shit. I don't know, and I, I don't even know how that makes sense. But um, anyway, and he was flying and he saw something on the radar that like was moving way faster than anything um, uh, a man-made craft that we know of uh, can move. And so they were following it and like they saw it. it went from like this point to like, I think it was like a hundred miles or something, some other direction, like the blink of an eye. 
and they were like what the hell is this so they followed it and like they got like i want to say i think he said it was like within like a hundred feet of it of this craft that like didn't have uh propulsion engines it just it, it the way they described it and like it kind of <coughs> coincides with what um what's his name bob dylan yeah yeah he talks a lot about this yeah bob dylan and all of his songs he's talking <laughs> yeah. about no uh i forgot the guy's name but he was like he's like this physicist who's he also he's on joe rogan's podcast and so is david fravor um but he was talking about how like he actually studied um these alien crafts and studied like these alien uh engines oh, i did see that yeah and uh basically what he would say is that like they don't use propulsion they use uh, a gravitational field that they create a, uh, around the craft oh, yeah. and it, it lined up a lot with what David Fravor was saying he saw on this craft because there was, the craft would be like above the water and there wouldn't be any sort of like uh, uh, ripples in the water or anything like that. It was just like, it was just silent and it would just move silently up in the air. And it was, there was like, there was no motor going on. So basically the idea is that like they use gravity to kind of slingshot themselves like different places. Yeah. Now there's also speculation that they've made some sort of contact though. What, what, what that is has not been released but there is actual pretty solid proof and evidence that this is happening from what i understand and like who knows rachel can you fact check that <laughs> thank you rachel <laughs> i've never met you but you sound cool so um there's uh there was like this israeli scientific advisor or something from the israeli government who said that both the israeli government and the u.s government are in contact with a quote-unquote galactic federation on Mars, there's a base. There's supposedly secret aliens on Mars. Um, what what the fuck, Land Rover? The dark side of the moon, too, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, they're just all... The Land Rover almost got footage, but they just, like, hit under a rock. Yeah, oh, shit! So all those memes were definitely true, then. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe it's the aliens making it. You know, if we just, like... If we just had the balls... Like, remember when all those memes were happening where it was just like, we're gonna raid uh, Area 51? Area if we had yeah. just done it. We which, like... We should have. Like, hey, were you were you there? No. Yeah, I mean, either. No, no, no. I'm a hypocrite for saying this. Oh, for but, sure. <laughs> um, no, but no, I do think that like that would have been interesting. Like, if that actually occurred, where say like thousands upon thousands of people, that should have been a protest that happened. I agree. So that's pretty crazy. I just wanted to bring it up because I literally heard about it, and then there is nothing. No one's talking about this. This is big things. We've been wanting this to happen since the beginning of time, and and now here it is, and everybody's just like whatever aliens fuck yeah. off yeah well, well from what i understand the reason why uh we aren't so accepted into i fucked up what'd you do camera's only doing 12 minutes camera's only doing 12 minutes oh no okay mm -hmm. it's gonna be a choppy episode yeah but we'll get, um, <coughs> we'll get at least continue so, it's about him it's about you okay so uh oh um well, have we have we heard anything about like these like is the mono that's is this like a crop circle thing where people are are just putting these up like what is the monolith thing? Oh, oh monolith. shit! Uh, so like I a... actually I don't know, I have no idea, but I did see somebody come out saying that there are people people making the monoliths. Okay, a guy came out and said that he's doing a lot of them. It's on YouTube. You can look it up, but he's he tells you why he's doing it. So so if, at least for a few of them, there is a man putting up monoliths. As far as I know, a monolith. A manolith, yes. Yeah. A womanolith? Mon or Jamaican lith, a yeah, monolith. Um <laughs> Oh. So w one thing though that they talked about um where they're supposed what's being reported is the reason as to why this quote unquote galactic federation uh isn't accepting us into their uh 
club is because uh, we mankind isn't like ready. I agree. I agree. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the criteria is. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Like, are they a peaceful? Are we not? Are we not angry enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm we... willing to bet that's not it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mad civilization. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm really curious what it is. Maybe there's like one one of those things where there's like, well, maybe if they figure out like how to travel uh, like three million uh, years. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like your boyfriend lives in another like city. It's like I don't want to drive you every time. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, like you gotta you gotta be able to come here before this works for us. You know. What I mean? I don't think we're doing very well living in this this uh, closed system. So why let these people into this uh, government organization if they can't exist within their own closed system? Then, then I think, how did we communicate? There's a language. There, there's apparently not a language barrier. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, what language are they using? Did you guys ever watch or read? Like watch the movie or read the books Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember the, the Babble Fish? Where it translates. translates. Yeah, Is like you just kind of yeah. pop like this little fish in your ear, and like it would translate basically any alien language. Maybe. maybe. So that's the, I, was, I was like maybe they have something like that, and maybe there was they there was a way to communicate. I don't know. I don't know. Created by Google. Google. Yes. Yeah. Well. Google does have that one thing. That, yeah, the, it does have that one thing. Yeah, Google. Yeah. it's like the plus headphone thing. That or one thing by Google. coming out with that Trademark. it will uh, translate in real time. Maybe it's that. But then also, it's Google just that. secretly has that as like an option, but it's like only for government <laughs> officials. Yeah, careful. <laughs> um, what was it doing here? Is a big question that I don't think will ever be answered for me personally. I'm sure they know. Um, but you see these things all the time. What do we have that they want? Why are they here? Why was that ship just flying through the air randomly? What did, where was its destination? Why was it here in the first place? Why do they have, like, other than observation? Like, why? Well, I mean, okay, let's think about Earth is a carbon-based planet. We have uh, resources that probably not a lot of planets have. Sure. So I would imagine we do have, there is some incentive to have us in a galactic federation, uh arguably most planets don't have right right exactly we're, we're kind of an anomaly in that regard yeah we're in the fuck what's it called it's Andromeda not like the goldilocks zone or something but the um fuck ryan's mentioned it there's like a sweet spot in a, a solar system where a planet can exist not uh too close to the sun but not far enough oh, away wait. So it can ha inhabit like, uh, like carbon-based life. Now we're also not the only planet that can inhabit carbon-based life. We found other planets that can do it that are the exact distance and so on and so forth that have trees and what we can see is water. Well, we've so also on. transported like microorganisms to Mars and the Moon too, right? Yeah. So potentially they can survive there and life will eventually keep going. flourish. Learn to it. Uh, evolve <laughs> if i had to guess the reason as to why we aren't invited in this club doesn't so much have to do with war and doesn't so much have to do with uh our attitudes or anything like that i think it has to do with our science not being necessarily ready to like say travel to a distant planet in like the you know the blink of an eye or whatever it is and they're actually it seems like they're working more and more towards uh having our technology at least be better in that regard um and i think that's 
probably it, but that's obviously just speculation. Aliens. Aliens, man. Right here. This is this. They made this. The cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Everything. They there made was, everything. There, there was a, a theory. I'm not sure if this was an Alex Jones uh, rant or not, but uh, there was a theory. God damn it's Turned into it. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a theory where it's just like a lot of our technology uh, that we have today existed like decades ago, and we're just kind of like slowly dripping it into society. I've thought about that a few times. Yeah, and we're and we've like gotten it from like say alien technology is like the. Theory. If that's the case, I say fuck it. Like, why don't we have spaceships that can go to other planets already? Like, let's do it. Intimate let's... death, I think, is the issue. Well, look, you know, virtual it... reality and telecommunications to other planets and stuff. One thing that, like, like I disagree with Trump on a ton of things, but one thing that, like, I thought was interesting was the left was like so. Uh, we're bashing Trump about the space force, and I was like. Why are you bashing Trump about the Space Force? No, it's like funding NASA, but like, sure, it's a military uh, a section of the military, but NASA has been fighting for funding for a long time. This is a reason to fund space. Yeah, and which... it's like, I'm, I'm sure, I, I'm kind of <laughs> Like Jesse pointed out, like this, this is funded by, uh, or created, I guess, like the, the technology for cell phones, that's from space travel, like trying to get to other planets we just use those Your resources computers. to do other things for everybody else you know yeah and it it trickled into uh business and the economy so now we have phones capitalism that we can isn't afford. always bad right yeah and it's one of the, it's it's one of those things we're where... doing this this because there was funding to these government organizations and now it's available to the public so it's not a bad idea unless we go to war then it's a terrible idea <laughs> Right. Well, but at the same time, it, it might be a good idea just to prepare for war in case something does happen. We yeah. don't know. Right. Russia, China, uh, India, what other countries, uh, the European Union. But, you know, and one thing that's kind of what I think is kind of short sighted is like what people are like, oh, my God, he's doing the Space Force thing and he's not even fixing like the water in Flint. And it's just like, motherfucker, where were you when Obama didn't fix that shit either? <laughs> Like, but yeah. it, it's a whole other conversation. But like, um, but when it comes to the Space Force, it, it, I, I almost feel like if it wasn't, if it wasn't like focused on just the United States and we had a, a Space Force where it was like, we had like the, the international governments involved in it too. It's almost like if we all kind of came together with a Space Force, it could kind of create like a unity uh, worldwide in a way. Dude, taboo. It's taboo. Yeah, don't even. No, like... <laughs> that's that's actually what is happening with the International Space Station. Like, there's Russian, Chinese, uh, American scientists, European Union scientists. Like, um, like a f fuck. What is that country? Uh, the the Ukraine has been like shipping our astronauts up to space, or like uh, SpaceX, like companies. Ukraine doing... sponsor us, please. <laughs> Ukraine sponsor us. <laughs> Hunter Biden's we, like, we, oh, need to be, like <laughs> we need to be working together collectively, especially like with science. It, it's not like it benefits one country. It benefits everybody. Benefits me. Ben yeah, everyone. I don't know how, but that's all I care about. He's oh, everybody. you know how. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> space sex toys. Space. <laughs> that's space X sex toys. toys. X spec. You just got business on your hands. I think so too. SpaceX sex toys? Yes. <laughs> SpaceX sex toys. Sponsor us. 
They're just dildos shaped, <laughs> shaped like a... Uh... Become a business and sponsor us, please. <laughs> they're dildos shaped like dildos, but they're actually spaceships. Whoa, and they have like little satellites. <laughs> yeah, I think we're probably, probably at an hour. I'd say this is an hour. Okay, uh, before we go, I'd like to say a couple of words. Yes. Troy, thank you for being here. Or being there, but also here. Yeah, kind of, here, there, and everywhere. Uh, this was a very special episode of uh, COVID, Your Thoughts? Yes. Um, <laughs> hit that like button. This is going on YouTube, as it usually does. Um, subscribe to us so that you get that little ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling when, when our videos come out, which is not very often. Um, and, that ding-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, and, you know, just watch us, because we're cool. And, and we, you hang out with us if you want. I got a phone number, a description. Make sure to subscribe. <laughs> yeah. I have a fans only page. <laughs> it's dormant for now, but I'll start when I get followers, Troy. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah. So um, I got Deplorable Facts uh, is a podcast. You can find it on YouTube. I got my Diet Challenger uh, page. Um, YouTube page. I got uh, Primitive State YouTube page, which we're constantly putting up uh, music, either it be covers or original uh, stuff. You guys are on Spotify, too. Yeah, we're on Spotify. Uh, you can find our first that. album, Frank Star Rock Zappa, on uh, Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my and, God. Uh, oh, before we go, uh, so there's a, a reason why I, I chose that name. And it's because uh, there was an interview. With, I'm a huge Frank Zappa fan. And, like, there was an interview uh, with Frank Zappa where the guy was just like, here we have uh, Frank Star Rock Zappa. And he's like, wait a minute. And he's like, it meant to be Rock Star Frank Zappa. Oh. Like, messed up. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, that's kind that of that works." I've never, I've never heard of Frank Zappa before. What? Oh, look at Frank Zappa. <laughs> he has 130 <laughs> albums, and they're like 90, 95 percent great. Wait, were you being serious? I was pointing at my mustache the whole time. Oh, dude, I, here's the thing: <laughs> I have to look at this, my TV to see you, and I have to look at my camera to like talk. Of course I've heard of Frank Zappa. I almost want to walk around without my shirt off most of the time. <laughs> take pictures while sitting on a toilet. That's right. Or just never, you know. Well, whatever. somebody else has to take those pictures. Thank you for watching Your Thoughts Podcast. This was Troy uh, Thompson. Thomas. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Thompson. I'm related to yeah. Paul F. Tomkins. Yeah, he is. Tomkins. Tomkins. Yeah. Uh, Webkins. <laughs> Sponsor us. Check us out on uh, Patreon. Uh, we've got a variety of uh, different places to find our content. YouTube, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcast. Um, we've got a website, yourthoughtspodcast.com. Slash gov. <laughs> Not gov. Move it on up. <laughs> your tax dollars are paying for us. All right, that's it for Your Thoughts Podcast. You guys have a good one. Thank you for uh, joining us. Bye, Troy Thompson. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Later, man. Bye.